0: Hi everybody, I'm your host, Alexa von Tobel, and this week I want you to meet Glenn Tullman, CEO of Transcarent, a new and different health and care experience company for employees and self-insured employers and their families. Transcarent empowers consumers with the kind of information, guidance, and access that leads to better care, better outcomes, and more cost-effective decisions for everyone. With its recent series, C-Round, Transcarent became the fastest digital health company to ever achieve unicorn status. Prior to Transparent, Glenn was the executive chairman, CEO, and founder of Livongo Health, the first at-scale consumer digital health company to truly empower people with chronic conditions to live healthier lives using data science. In his final year, he led Livongo through the largest consumer digital health IPO in history and the industry's largest merger to date between Livongo and Teladoc Health, valuing Livongo at $18.5 billion. A visionary leader and entrepreneur, Glenn previously ran two other public companies that changed the way healthcare is delivered, electronic prescription company Allscripts and hospital resource management company Enterprise Systems. Glenn is also one of the two founding partners at Seven Wire Ventures, one of the highest returning venture capital funds in Illinois. In 2021, Glenn was named one of the Forbes top 10 healthcare leaders of the decade. Let's welcome Glenn. Glenn, first of all, I'm so happy to have you here. And for any entrepreneur listening, you are literally legendary in the healthcare space. And so I'm, I'm personally just really excited to have you on today. Um, let's start with Transparent. Um, What is Transparent in your own words, for people who maybe aren't as informed um, around what you're, you're building?
1: Sure. Well, let me set the stage. If you look at where we are in healthcare today, and you ask people about their healthcare, most people say healthcare is more confusing more complex and more costly than ever before. And it's getting worse. And if you go to employers, they are very dissatisfied as well. They're, say, they're saying for the last 20 years, costs have gone up, and yet quality hasn't improved. And uh, you know they're throwing their hands up and saying, we need something different. So what is Transparent? Transparent was the idea of creating a new, different, and better health and care experience that puts all of us, that puts people back in charge of their care and creates alignment with the people who pay for care. And who pays for care? It's all of us and the companies that employ us. So that's what it is, a new, different, and better health and care experience. That's really important. It's an experience that puts all of us back in charge. And if you think about the economy today, um, everything we do is about experience. And it's about putting us in charge, whether it's Uber, we're in charge, we can order the car, whether it's Travelocity, we do the travel, we don't go to a travel agent anymore, and on and on and on, everywhere except for health care. So that's the change.
0: That's what we're driving. Can you tell people who maybe don't have as, as good of a sense, why is self-insurance on the rise? Can you help people understand those core pain points that's happening and obviously the model that you set out to solve?
1: Yeah, well, well, when you think of self-insurance, normally you're talking about the employer space, large employers and mid-sized employers, but now it's even spreading to smaller employers. And people are saying that, again, in the old days, you needed something in the middle to help organize care. And today, more and more companies are saying, we're paying for the care. There's great resources out there. And we'll take charge of this. And so they found that self insuring actually is lower cost than going through the traditional commercial plans. And so we've seen a move to that. And if you look at the Fortune 500, I think virtually every major company in the Fortune 500 is self insured. And if you go further down the market, more and more mid market companies are self insuring. And what we're doing, is we're just delivering a better experience for their employees and their families.
0: I love that. Um, you keep emphasizing the word experience and just giving people a better experience. Use your own words. What, what does that look like and feel like to, for, for everybody that's listening?
1: Well, again, what do we want in every part of the economy? We always look for three things. If I go in to buy a pair of blue jeans, um, the first thing is I want the information. What's available? What's my choice? And I want it to be unbiased. I don't want someone to try to push me in one direction or another. So, unbiased information. Second, trusted guidance. And when I did go to Banana Republic recently to buy some jeans, you know, the, uh, the salesperson came up and they said, We have 10 different kinds of jeans. And then they gave me trusted guidance. They said, But you can only buy six of those. I said, What does that mean? They said, You're not going to be wearing skinny jeans. I'm just telling you, that was trusted <laughs> guidance. OK, that's what my daughter would have said to me as well. You should not be wearing skinny jeans. And I didn't. And then last but not least, easy access. In healthcare. that means, hey, don't just tell me where I should go and what my options are. Get me in. We've all done this. At Banana Republic, what happened is she said, OK, you selected that. Here, you don't even have to go to the cash register. Right on my phone, I'll do the transaction. and You're off. It was a wonderful transaction. And that's what we need in healthcare. And that was when you are interacting with our system, you know that somebody has your back, you know that they're going to make it easy. By the way, you don't get bills on our system. Remember the bills? And I'm sure you got one that says this is not a bill. You've received those. Everybody has. And what does that even mean? You get this and it says- What
0: does that even mean, by the way? (laughs) I'm still confused by them. So one thing I'm so impressed by, you literally launched Transparent in 2020. You have over a million employees already you know, on your services through 80 self-insured employers. You've raised $300 million. I mean, it's pretty wild what you've accomplished in a very short period of time. How have you done that?
1: Well, in terms of the number of employees, just to be clear, we did a big part of that, not all of it, but a big part of that through an acquisition. Um, there was a company out there, and remember, we have five different pillars, if you will, everyday care, prescriptions, surgeries, care at home, and then lastly, complex care like cancers and things. We help you across the board for virtually every healthcare care concern you have. Um, but in doing that, there was a company out there, a market leader called Bridge Health, and they were already providing Center of Excellence surgeries. They would find you the best place to go to get your surgery, and they would do it, in many cases, at a lower cost or no cost. So big companies like Target, like Coke Industries, like Albertsons, were using them already. I looked around, I surveyed the market, and I said, they're doing a part of what we need to do. So we merged with that company, brought them in, and we acquired 10 years of experience a customer base. So that was a a start. I can't take full credit for that. I'm very thankful for the great people we had and the great customer list. Now we wrapped around that, the rest of it, because surgeries you only get once in a while. Every daycare, you know, for any of us to be able to, in 60 seconds, be texting with a doc to ask a simple question so you don't have to run to the ER, you know, that's magical. And the same thing for prescriptions to have somebody say, Hey, you're getting these three prescriptions. We can send you one at home with no copay and your company saves money.
0: That's amazing um, and, and, and truly so welcomed. Um, you just announced um, a big partnership with Walmart uh, to, to be their go to market solutions for self insured employers. What role do you think some of these major incumbent brands like Walmart, Amazon, CVS will play in the future of healthcare? How do you think about that?
1: Well, there's three groups. So there was big tech and everybody said, big tech is coming. That was Apple and Microsoft. And I love those companies. But I've always said big tech is not going to be a big player in healthcare, And we've seen that. We've seen them struggle and they've not been affected. There's a second group called big customer. That's Walmart and that's Amazon. Both have different strategies. One is purely digital, Amazon. And one is purely physical, but now added digital, and that's Walmart. Walmart knows how to keep all of us customers happy. 200 million people a week go to Walmart stores or go to their website. 200 million. And they go there not because somebody's forcing them to go, because they see value. Okay, So when Walmart adds, as they have under the great leadership of Cheryl Pegas, Dr. Pegas, um, when they add telehealth, when they add, you know, prescriptions, all that they add, of course they're going to be a big player because people just have to get used to. Oh my gosh, when I go to Walmart, which I do every week, now I can also get dental or I can get my prescriptions there. And so they're going to be a player and they're going to be a winner. And under Cheryl's leadership, we wanted to make a bet with them and on them. On the other hand, Amazon has a big portion of the market and. They've also acquired telehealth and they've also done other things and they're going to be a player because since you already go to Amazon, so many people go there every day for the digital piece of healthcare, they're going to be a great solution. And they've got millions of people already there. And it's just like, look, when they added movies, everybody said, oh, this is awesome. I can now get more from that one place. And, you know, I respect both companies greatly. They're both going to do well. I'm proud to say that both are companies that, you know, we, we value, we've worked with in the past, and I expect we'll be working with in the future. So um, so they're going to be big players. As for CBS and Walgreens, again, I think they're trying to figure out what their plays are. They both go on very different directions. I like what Walgreens is doing um, because, again, they, we already go there for our prescriptions, Pharmacists are playing more and more of a role. And you know, with their acquisition of Village MD, very smart strategy. And now they've got a great team there that's going to execute that under RAS. And but that's the three pieces. Tech, no, they're not going to be a big player. Big customer, yes. And then the pharmacy, the leading pharmacy chains. And there's some other ones that are in there too. There's some other grocery chains that are in there too, the right aids of the world. Um, you know, that are in there and other players like that. the Kroger's, again, really smart people. So we're going to, but what's going to happen? What's so exciting is we're going to get consumer directed healthcare and we're going to put consumers back in charge of their care. It's not going to be somebody else denying care, putting co-pays on, telling us what to do. Consumers are about to take charge and it's going to happen quickly.
0: Glenn, um, I want to ask you, as somebody who's literally spent decades working to digitize healthcare, I would love your perspective on COVID. How has COVID fundamentally changed the game? And in fact, there's a quote that I love of yours. You said, in the future, telehealth will just be called health. Um, From your point of view, how has COVID impacted all of us?
1: Well, let me start with the quote. You don't talk about, I'm going to do digital banking today. (laughs) You just say it's banking. And by the way, there still are some physical places, but most of our banking is done on our phone or with an ATM. I'm old enough to remember when you had to find the right ATM to use your card. When I tell my kids that, they laugh and they say, what are you talking about? Every card works in every ATM. It wasn't always like that. And by the way, that's what our future looks like in healthcare. But in terms of COVID, look, we all know the horrible loss of life We all know the economic damage that was done and the behavioral health issues, which will last for years into the future. And that's the negative. But 10 years from now, when we look back, what we'll say is that was when the United States in particular pivoted to digital in almost every industry. We've shifted the use of actual money, coins and dollar bills, um, has dropped something like 60% everybody's using cards now, massive change. And of course, you saw a massive change in healthcare overnight. And it's pretty amazing what our healthcare system did with the help of digital. We never knew if digital would work. Penetration was very low for telehealth, 3 to 5%. Overnight, it went to 100%. Now it's settling in between 30 to 50%. But what we proved is, one, how quickly we can change when we set our mind to it. Kind of when we have to. And number two, that digital works at scale. Now, again, what we're going to see is we're going to see this ability to use digital to provide healthcare to rural markets, one of the hottest areas. Um, you know, two areas that are underserved rural and inner city. They both have the same set of problems. We can't get specialists, we can't get access. Digital can solve a lot of that. So I think we're seeing the redesign of our healthcare system. And, you know, COVID helped drive that. It was the spark that forced us to do what we needed to do anyway.
0: And we'll be right back after a message from our sponsors. Alexa here. Not only do I get the opportunity to speak with all types of founders on For Starters, but I'm a repeat founder myself. We all know how vital fundraising is to a startup. Carta knows this too. That's why they had founders in mind when they created their fundraising suite, providing tools and support to take the friction out of fundraising. They save founders time and money, allowing you to focus on your goals, not the admin work needed to close around. From simply issuing safes to quickly receiving funds, Carta Fundraising Suite helps their cap table customers raise a better fundraising round. To learn more or to get started, go to carta.com forward slash fundraise. That's carta.com forward slash fundraise. Glenn, if you fast forward a decade, what are some of the predictions that are really obvious to you, just given that you really have been a thought leader for decades?
1: Well, if we're talking about healthcare, what I see is a much more, again, consumer directed healthcare system where a lot of it is centered around the home. So we're going to see a lot more care at home. So we've already seen, again, courtesy of COVID, at home testing developed. Companies like Q and many others. Where you can do at home testing. If you think about our healthcare system, it's backwards. You go to the doctor and he or she prescribes some lab tests. What we really need to do is to say, we do the lab tests at home and they tell us whether we need to go to the doctor. So we're going to flip the system in many ways. And much of it's going to be centered at home. So, you know, there's a great book by one of my um, business partners, venture partners named Hamont Tanasia, who runs probably the premier. VC firm in the country, General Catalyst. And he wrote a a book called Unscale. And what it talks about is how everything gets centralized. Remember, years ago, the doctor came to your house. um, And then all of a sudden, we moved care. And then you had to go to the doctor. And then you had to go to the big healthcare place. And now we're unscaling it. And the doctor's coming back to your house. This time, uh, you know, it's not a he, it's a she. And she's taking great care of you. But In many cases, um, you're also able to self-diagnose. You know, pregnancy tests started, you had to go to the hospital to get a pregnancy test. Then you had to go to a lab. Then you went to your doctor's office. Now you do it in the comfort and privacy of your home. So we're going to see more and more pharmaceutical treatments, lab tests, all done at home. We're going to see healthcare, a basic level of healthcare for everybody in this country and hopefully in other parts of the world as well. And we're going to see digital making experts available in rural, in inner city. So we're just going to see better health and care. And I separate those because it's not about health care. It's about keeping people healthy and then getting them high quality care when they need it, but only when they need it. We do 30% more surgeries than we need to do in this country. Transparent is about making sure that's eliminated because that's not good health that's actually taking away from our health. That's risky to do surgery when you don't need to. Again, it's one of the things we're focused on at TransKaren.
0: Glenn, I want to transition to you. So you were born in Chicago. You're the youngest of six children. Your parents are angels. I just, I have three. Um, Your mother deserves all the praise in the world. She does. Can you give us a sense of, was it obvious that you were going to be an entrepreneur? What would you say your parents did that made you special?
1: Well, I think, um, you know, each of the kids is different. Everybody in their own way are entrepreneurs. My oldest brother is kind of a very famous entrepreneur. He started many, many companies, albeit smaller companies, and then he would kind of pitch them out of the nest. I ended up in some cases catching those coming out and, and growing them to much, much larger companies. Um, but there was an entrepreneurial sense of, you know, my mother growing up never said no. And she always gave us encouragement to try lots of new things, to have broad interest. And so everything from kind of this famous case of, you know, I wanted to build a solar system, which was interesting because 30 or 40 years later, I ended up starting a solar company, but I wanted to build this solar system. She let me cut a hole. You can just even imagine this in the roof of our house. Climb up, I think I was nine or 10 years old, climb up on the roof, cut a hole, saw a hole in the roof, put this solar thing in. The roof leaked from then on forever. And she let us do this. She never said, Why did you do that or anything? And it was over and over again. We lived when we moved in fourth grade to the New York City area, we lived in New Jersey. She let me take a train from you know the northern suburbs of New Jersey to New York to try to sell leather belts I had made. And I just would walk into stores and <laughs> like what do you like? And she said, "Oh yeah, go and try it." Now today you'd be put in jail for like child abuse or something. And she just like that. She said, "Try everything." And so it was a very freeing environment to say you can try. And it wasn't. She said look, you didn't, you didn't fail. You just learned a lot. And there was this famous quote from Edison. And he said, look, I've never failed. I just found a thousand ways that wouldn't work when they asked him about, you know, the light bulb. So again, from
0: that perspective,
1: I think that's really, you know, the gift that she gave us, if you will.
0: First of all, I just want to applaud your mom on so many levels, but I, I am really impressed that she let you cut a hole in your roof. Um, that that is really quite a, a good a, you know, indicator of the environment that you were raised in. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I find so fascinating about you is that you've built so many businesses, and there's this amazing quote that I love. Um, you know, again, your comfort of getting back in the weeds, and you said that the biggest challenge as you grow a business is that you literally go from a Motel Six to a Marriott the four seasons and now on many times you have gone back to that motel six and started again what drives you that makes you love that motel six because i know it well as a serial entrepreneur myself those early days are they're brutal and they're you're broke and you've got to figure everything out and how do you make (laughs) it work and the company has no money and um you're you're selling everybody to come join what makes you love those days
1: well, I think that, first of all, you know, that's not just uh, like a story. The reality was when we started Transparent, my assistant said, I was flying out to Palo Alto. She said, are you going to be staying in the Four Seasons? And I said, no, I'm an employee now. Put me at the Sheridan. And I got to the Sheridan, I walked in and I said, what have I done? And uh, <laughs> it's very easy to get used to kind of the upscale luxury. But look, if I'm going to ask my people To do those things, I have to do the same thing. And so I can't say I stay in this hotel and you all stay in another one. And, you know, look, the the reality is, you know, it never mattered to me about, you know, status didn't matter, wealth didn't matter. What mattered was making a difference. And what mattered was the personal relationship, seeing people succeed. You know, we have a metric. I have a longtime business partner named Lee Shapiro. And Lee and I measure the number of CEOs who worked under us. It's 36. We've had 36 people who worked for us and have gone out. Wow! And started their own companies. And it's a beautiful thing. And you know, um, from Levango, we've already had our first two or three who've gone out. You know, Naomi Allen, who was our chief growth officer, started Brightline. It's worth hundreds of millions of dollars now. And she did the same thing. She had a child, and she's talked about this, so it's not personal health information, but she had a child who had some behavioral challenges. She couldn't get good care. So she did just what I did at Lavongo, and that is she said, you know what, I'm going to fix this problem. And that willingness to say, I can do it, I've seen it. But you know, we part of what we want to do is enable people. And I love that building process. But most important, it's about making a difference. Um, you know, I'm giving all the money away. It's not about the money. It's about how do we solve these problems? You know, it's unacceptable that we have people in a country as wealthy as ours that don't get high quality health care. It's unacceptable. And we should be outraged every day. And it's not the doctor's fault. And and you know, they are incredible and they've been incredible through COVID. Um, you know, but the fact of the matter is the middle is the problem. And we want to take the middle out and we want to get people connected to their care, just like you connect to your Uber and you're directly connected to that driver and you know where he or she is going and you feel safe when you're in that car, all of that, we want to give you that same control in your healthcare experience. So, you know, that's what it is. And it's, again, I'm fortunate to have a great team, but it is, you're going out, you're begging, you're asking people to try it, And, you know, nobody actually cares. Maybe they care a little bit because of the success we've had. But, you know, I always remember John Doerr, um, you know, from Kleiner Perkins, probably the most famous venture capitalist in the world. And when they invested in our Series B, you know, he said, Glenn, you know, we're really excited to be partners. You've done so much and everything. And I was kind of my chest was puffing out. I was feeling good. And he said, and just so you know, none of that matters to us. We're talking about the future, not what you did in the past. And a lot of people say, well, wow, that wasn't very nice. And I said, no, that was the best advice. Because he said, looking back doesn't help you. Creating new futures is what's so exciting. And we can literally say to people who come and join us at Transparent, we're building a better future for you, for your parents, for your kids. I mean, that's so important. There's no more important work to be doing. And so, you know, that's a privilege. It's exciting, but it's tough work. It's tough work because there's a lot of people out there, you know, who make a lot of money from doing the wrong thing and they aren't happy to see us. (laughs) You know, just like Livongo, when we gave out free strips to people, free testing strips for their diabetes, there are people who literally said, you're ruining the industry. You're doing it. Really? I'm ruining the industry by giving people free testing strips. No, we think we're helping a lot of people. But if we're hurting your profit margin, I understand how you'd be upset. Um, that's a different story. And I don't really care about that. I want to help more and more people. That'll make our country stronger. That'll get more people into the workforce and buying in. That's what we need to do.
0: Uh, God glad. you are so it's just the like leadership that's coming out of, of how you think uh, and your commitment to literally just trying to make mankind better is, is really profound and, and pretty special in so many ways. Um, I, I want to ask two more questions about you. You know, again, there's there's an energy. There's I read everything I could about you. You know, it says you don't get a ton of sleep. You wake up at four o'clock in the morning. How do you keep the train on the tracks? Building, you know, everything that you built, billions of dollars of value that you've created, you know, really you know transforming this in this category over the last many decades um, has been just a brutal amount of work. And you have three kids and. How do you stay sane? What are the tricks that you've learned being a serial CEO? We want to hear them. We all want the Glenn playbook of how do you stay sane? What do you do? What are the things that you rely on?
1: Well, you've mentioned a few things. So first of all, on sleep, everybody should get the amount of sleep they need. I hate to sleep, number one, because I have so much I want to do and learn. And why would you want to be sleeping when you could be doing anything? You could be exercising. You could be having tea with somebody. You could be Um, you know, building a new business. You could be reading or listening to a book. Like, I I can't even understand why somebody would want to just be sleeping. And, you know, that said, I'm fortunate. It's It's a gene in the family that I don't need a lot of sleep. It's not like I wake up and I'm tired or I get immediately into deep sleep. I don't stress a lot. You know, all of our businesses, we take very seriously that we need to have fun. So, um, you know, from that standpoint, we laugh a lot, you know, people who, and we work as hard as we can, but it's not really work. I mean, we're doing fun stuff with great people and, you know, that's what it's, you know, that's what we're about. So it's work on really important stuff, do things you like, help people be successful. You know, that's what we're focused on when you're doing that, like this idea of work-life balance. What in the world is that about? Like, It's all meshed together. My friends, I work with my friends. I go out with my friends. We create value together. We do fun stuff and we spread that energy around. And so everybody wins from that energy. Like there's not a, um, I'm going to work and then I get to go home and enjoy myself. Really? No, you should enjoy yourself at work and you should be having fun at work. And it should be hard to leave work and it should be hard to leave home.
0: Uh, Glenn, last, just quick fire round. I'm going to ask questions. You tell me the first thing that comes to your mind Okay. in your career. What was the biggest pinch me moment to date? What was the moment where you said, I can't believe we accomplished that. It was the moment
1: that when
0: my son, Sam
1: said he had his first Lavango moment. And I, I didn't even know what that meant. And he said, what happened is I woke up at 3am. My blood sugar was so low I couldn't even get out of bed. I knew I'd have a seizure and my phone rang. And it was one of the Lavongo certified diabetes educator. And she was with me and, you know, kept me safe until I could get stable. And, but he called that his first Lavongo moment. And from there, I ended up taping him, and I sent it to the whole company and people were literally crying when they heard it and they saw this. And, you know, it was just such a special moment. And so I think that's when, you know, and that was much better when than when my daughter came in at an earlier company called CCC. And she said, Dad, I used your product today. Well, CCC was in the property and casualty insurance industry, and she had had a collision and she got a collision estimate using one of our systems. That was a little different. I preferred the former rather than the
0: latter. Uh, I have goosebumps. That's really an incredible story. Last question here. If we fast forward two years, how many days a week do you think people will be sitting in an office?
1: Um, I'm hopeful it'll be at least three days a week. That said, um, when I look back to Lavango pre-pandemic, um, many of our people, at least a third of our people, were remote. They were remote all around the country. We had multiple offices. So we had an office in Denver, in um, in Mountain View near San Francisco, and also in Chicago, multiple offices, multiple remote people. We had developed a Remoti culture and they had their own t-shirts and their own branding and everything else. So when we had to go fully remote, they welcomed us into the Remoti culture and uh, pretty fascinating. But I do think it's important to be face-to-face with people off Zoom There's a lot of energy. There's some great research that shows that if you and I were together right now, instead of on video, more of our brains would be lighting up because there's so much more context that comes in. And we don't want to miss that. So I'm hopeful that we get back to a better way to work um, that allows people to go into the office, but still
0: congregate in groups. I think it's really important. I've never heard somebody share that facts. And that makes so much sense to me. And I'm really glad you just shared it. Um, Glenn, you are truly like a legendary person for so many of us fellow entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for joining us today. Everybody out there, if you want to learn more, please check out Transparent.com. And you can join us next week for Inc. the Founders Project with Alexa Von Tobel. And we're just going to say, Glenn, we're all rooting for you. Keep going. Keep pulling us into the future. And just thank you so much for everything that you do.
1: Well, thank you. It's been really fun.